Greetings, Zimbabwe, Africa, and the world. Welcome to In Conversation with Trevor, brought to you by Titan Law. I go beyond the headlines and beyond the sensational. Today, I'm in conversation with Kudzai Makaza, the Managing Director of Artisanal Foods Zimbabwe. Enjoy this truly inspirational conversation. Kudzai Makaza, welcome to In Conversation with Trevor. I'm very happy to have you here. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me on the show. You know, I've, I've been watching your, um, you develop. Um, we must put it out there that um, I've been working with you, mentoring you over the past two years, uh, three, two, three years. Yes. Um, do you want to tell people how we, how we, 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 we how you got to, to, how we got to work together? Yes. Yeah. Um, so we were, you posted a competition to win the book True North. Um, and your question was, how do you see yourself fitting into the Zimbabwean economy and Zimbabwe in general as a youth? And then I wasn't on Twitter because then we had uh, exams. I was in my final year. So I just posted my response and then sent it back to you. Um, and then my friends actually were the ones who told me that um, Trevor has posted you and, and that you won. Um, some Twitter competition and I went and then you had reached out and sent your email um, that I should um, get in touch with you for a book and then fortunately when I came here to AMH um, I found you here and then we briefly spoke about, about what I was doing and what I intended and then you just said to keep in touch so I waited to finish my exams um, for my final year at the, at the university um, and then I text, I emailed you that I would like you to mentor me um, mm. in, in starting a business primarily. And it's been, for me, a very rewarding uh, journey. The beauty about um, mentoring somebody, which people don't realize, is that you actually get mentored as you're mentoring somebody. So you've given me quite a lot. Um, and um, you... Uh, um, you are a very uh, tough person to deal with. You are very determined. Your mind is made up. You and I have uh, fought a number of times and disagreed <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> on a number of things. But watching your career for me um, said we need to have this conversation. First of all, uh, how, as far as you're concerned, how important is mentoring? Um, I think you can't do without mentoring, if we're being honest. Um, you need guidance. Because I remember, actually, when I emailed you, I wanted to get straight into it and say, I want to start a business, and that's what I, and then that's what I want to do. And then you said, hang on, um, we need to get you some sort of experience, um, because I was fresh out of the university. And then you, of course, you helped me getting uh, with assistance in getting a job after um, after school. And then I did a year. I made sure to complete a full year um, of formal employment. And then that's when I told you. And then I, looking back, I actually see that I was rushing. Had I had I just got into business straight from school, 
um, without some of the mentorship um, that we did together, I, I would have faced into more problems than I do because entrepreneurship is not romantic anyway. Mm. But I would have faced, in, uh, faced a lot more challenges um, without mentorship. And generally, because there's no support system for a lot of youths, you do need some sort of guidance, some sort of mentorship, because at home they won't smile at you that you want to start a business. That's really unrealistic. Mm -hmm. So you then need someone who has a different perspective and who can walk you through that journey. Mm -hmm. And, and uh, I mean, you, you, when you came to me, you were about 23, uh, uh, there about you're now 25. And you, you, I was impressed by the fact that you were so eager to want to get into business, uh, just coming out of uh, uh, college. What, what, what degree did you graduate in, by the way, if you could just share with, our, with the viewers? Uh, a Bachelor of Technology, honors degree in food processing technology. Right. And then from there on, you, you did a couple of internships. Uh, just talk, talk to us about uh, the, your journey prior to where you are right now. Okay. Um, so actually, the first internship was is the compulsory, the third year um, internship, which I did at Kefalos, and I think that one is unmatched um, in that Kefalos is a growing company, mm. and I was fortunate enough to not be attached at a very large company, and so you get to have a, a realistic mind. Um, shaped in that you know a company can actually supply the nation whilst it's semi-automated versus if you're to google uh food factory you'd see bottles coming out of a mm. machine and in their package and mm. and so you f you might feel watching those videos that it's unrealistic or you can't get there versus um being with kefalos where it's semi-automated and things that you know you come down to earth and you realize no you can start small and be able to create a mark for yourself um, and then also so that gave you idea, ideas already it gave me ideas because um, and also the management mr. Chundu would actually leave us time once a week just come into his office and then um, we would have a discussion about things we noticed that need um, improvement or things we think they're doing well or just things you notice and so he would correct things that I I didn't sort of value then things like I would say oh why, why don't we use this soap? And then he says, no, in the food industry, we don't use the word soap. We say detergent. Mm. That way, you know why we use a detergent, because of its mode of action. So mm. if we, the detergents that we use in oil foods are different from the detergents that we use in powdered foods, mm. so that you appreciate um, the language. And so I've also gone into appreciative and business language, apart from food language, because mm. of him. So it was he was really hands-on in training us. It was... Uh, me and another guy who attached um, the So did you already there start having ideas about do I want a job or do I want to start my own operation? Yes. So I would come back and text my friends from school that, guys, I think we need to like make our mark in the industry. We can't, we can't sit back and then go for a job. More so because working is, is hard. <laughs> I think it's hard as compared to the reward that you get from entrepreneurship and i feel it even worse because i'm actually doing it so when i when we came back for the fourth year i organized a group of my friends and then we were actually our first idea was using bananas mm. to produce citric acid mm. to use um 
this microorganism and then it feeds on the bananas to produce citric acid. And then we were doing so much research and even emailing um, the head of biotech department and working with the lecturer who tried to do it. And then we bumped into this report which said, done by Japan, the Japanese embassy. And then they had tried to do a similar project and it was a feasibility study. And at the end, after reading a 10-page report, it was not feasible. Right. Uh, but bananas were part of that project. And so now we're looking at alternatives to starch mm -hmm. in the food industry, like um, so that we reduce the country's import bill in terms of something that can replace cornstarch, which we import. We put quite a lot of mm. cornstarch, about six billion US dollars worth of it. And so bananas, are, depending on the variety, mm. have naturally 70 to 80 starch, 80% mm. starch in, in their uh, unripened form, mm. um, which then caught my interest. So I thought we can walk up to companies and tell them you can use banana flour instead of importing concept, which isn't as easy. <laughs> uh, but some are very um, accepting to try mm. it out. Mm. Um, yeah. so tell me, take us back to your degree. Uh, what, what which subjects does it touch on? Just if you could just enumerate the subjects that you were working on. Okay. So food processing technology is touches on the food science aspect, the mm -hmm. formulations, the testing for food safety, and then it also touches on factory, food factory design and layouts. Um, it's and then you, my university was unique in that you did a project every year for three years. Is that years. the Harare Institute of uh, Technology? Technology, yes, that's, okay. that's yeah. the one. Mm -hmm. um, you, you do a project every year that you are at the university, mm -hmm. except for, no, it's every year, yeah, every okay. year you do a project. So you have to come up with a project each year, which makes you really think mm -hmm. because the university has been open for 10 years so most of the, most of the stuff is taken and is done and the department will reject it so you really have to think outside of the box mm -hmm. yeah okay and and after uh Kefalos, you then go to um graduate quantity control internet Keynes foods yes. and you're there for for six months talk to me about that that experience um so for those six months they first wanted to see how i perform and how I fit into um, the organization and everyone else. So it was, I was really excited that I got the job because they had been quiet for a while and I remember texting you and saying, I, d I don't think I got the job. Right. But in the interview, they were all nodding so well <laughs> that I, th I thought I got it. I usually know when I got something and when I don't. Um, and then you said, you called, you didn't reply, you called, and then you said not to entertain negative thoughts. Mm -hmm. And I said, okay. So just after you said, okay, it, uh, just after you called, the following call that got in was actually the HR t um, telling me that I got it. So the first six months was um, just them trying to assess that I fit in. And so from that, it was a six-month contract, um, and I did well, I performed well. And then straight from that, they went on to give me a permanent um, contract as a quality control officer. Hmm. So you were a quality control officer at, at Keynes. Uh, you were there for four months. Yes. Uh, talk to me about that experience. 
Uh, that was very challenging because now as a quality control officer, you are in charge of a portion of the factory. The quality is in your hands, literally. And some of the old Madalas that are there, uh, number one, you are a young female who is 23, 24, and who is manning them for good quality. And sometimes they're very rigid. Um, or sometimes they, they try to test you for mm. the sake of mm. testing you. Um, because I think if even if you look at the, the, the industry in general, there aren't a lot of women. It's, it's a male-dominated um, kind of industry mm. because of the nature of the work. Mm. And so, but in the end, I, I learned valuable lessons in terms of being uh, stern, mm -hmm. speaking up, mm -hmm. Um, telling them what I expect from them so that I don't get in trouble with my boss as mm, well. Mm. Um, and also working as a team because at the end of the day, if they comply, I comply, we all win. And our, and our factory was actually one of the cleanest and most compliant most of the time uh, compared to the other guys' sides of the factory, which is, which is something I cherish. Mm. Uh, it was quite um, a, good, a great experience mm. in teaching me how to handle different age groups of people mm. teaching me how to interact and also being in a formal structure, how it all works. And then you started getting itchy feet. You wanted to leave. Mm -hmm. You wanted to go and start your own stuff. Yes. And I said, no, you couldn't do that. But you said, no, you wanted to do that. Talk to, talk to sh share with the audience uh, the conversations that you and I had. So initially, uh, what you said is at least make sure you complete a full year um, so that you have that on record that you completed a full year um, being at, at Cane's Foods. Um, and then we continued to have the, the, the conversation back and forth. And then I told you I was ready. Um, and we discussed it until you came to my side um, you, I com you convinced me to agree <laughs> with you. <laughs> yes, uh, yeah. that I was now ready, and that you know, we, you we 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 divided the book in half, and then we looked at the pros and the cons of staying and then doing this on my own. And um, when I won you over, was that giving this more time than me stealing time from mm. the organization that I was working for means I get to grow faster. Mm. Um, I get to focus on launching the product and making a more making it more reachable to uh, to more people. Mm. Um, yeah, that's when we finally agreed, and then I handed in my resignation. W what was it that was driving you to say you didn't want to work for anybody? You wanted to start start your own business. What were the factors that were that that were influencing that that conversation in your mind? I remember this itch was coming from third year internship mm. Mm. where I just needed to make a mark. So at times the idea is not very refined and you have to do research. But on this one, I was now so sure that this has to go out there, that there's people looking for um, such a product. And also after leaving my job, I haven't been disappointed to feel that I should have stayed, except when I handed in my resignation and... Um, the things that my, my, my then boss said was that she admired the way I would stand up to those old men in the factory. And then I was thinking, but I could have grown here. 
I could have stayed here and then... I told you that, hadn't I? You did. <laughs> uh, but now I don't regret it. I, I think it was just an in-the-moment thing mm. where you realize, oh, I was actually doing a good job and she was noticing. Um, yeah. So, but meanwhile, whilst you're doing the good job, you didn't think she was noticing? I didn't. Okay. But yep. as you walk out, you suddenly realize she, not, she was noticing? Yes. Hmm. Yes. Uh, I, I didn't think she was noticing. Um, I think that's her leadership style. Um, um, but um, after realizing that she was noticing, that's when it kind of um, got real that I'm leaving. Um, and there were like, like the first two months after I left, it was kind of depressing in that you think there's a lot of demand because you don't have the time, because you're only doing this maybe once a week. Um, and so you think there's a lot of demand and then you know you have to go and create and then um, teach people about the product or tell them about the product. And so the first two months were really slow mm -hmm. that it was causing a lot of regret. But not, if I'm to be honest, not regret be coming from me. Mm. It was just, you know, the people around you. So how are you going to do it? Can you afford uh, to rent a space? What do you mean? Uh, you know, just a lot of mm. negativity. Mm. Yeah, a lot of negativity. How do you handle that, the, that negativity around you? I mean, you're 25 years old. Yes. Uh, and you've got all these people, some of them older than you, and telling you that you, you, you're being crazy. So initially I would sleep okay. the whole day. Um, and then wake up calmer. Oh, I wouldn't respond to them. If, if it was a text, if it, it was a friend or family member, I wouldn't respond, so I'd leave it there. Um, now I, I meditate. <laughs> I really, I sit and then I, I calm and then I remind myself why I'm doing what I'm doing. Um, and of course now there's less negativity because they see the progress it's it gets better for, with some uh but i know that deep down my mom would still want me to <laughs> Let, let's talk about your mom and your dad because they they had different views about you leaving your work and mm -hmm. starting your own thing um how was how was that uh, uh conversation like um my mom would best have it that i leave the country and then look for a job mm. My dad, however, was more uh, more open-minded to it, um, given that, you know, he, my, okay, so my dad, when I, I started from one to three at Watershed College, and then he lost his job. He was, he was CEO of um, an organization in, that was in South Aton, and mm. then it closed down. Um, so being in senior management, I think his mind is more open so it's basically it goes back to the it's the exposure that my parents had mm. which is different mm. my mom works in the banking sector mm. so it's all formal it's mm. all she knows mm. um, however she's slowly warming up to the idea but i know i know in a house of arts if i was to say oh no i'm going to start. like even if <laughs> <laughs> the other day i was supposed to receive a call from um from Green Enterprise. Mm. Uh, and so the name that they use has a human resources in it. So she's like, is it a job? Because <laughs> I told her. So she, mom still wants you to have a job? In her heart of hearts, mm. yes. Yeah. In her okay. heart of hearts. Mm. 
but yeah. dad is okay with what you're doing. He's, he's open-minded, uh, but I also think it's the bias that I have in that normally I talk to him at length more, mm -hmm. and so he understands more than she does, yeah. but I do try to rob them both in. Um, they are supposed supportive as best as they can. They mm. let me use their car. Mm. Um, they they let me use their house before we had the premises. Um, you know, she could have said no, I mm. don't want this, mm. but mm. she she's tried to support me despite her own mm. beliefs. Mm. But you you have you are very strong willed, and you're very determined. Once you decide that you want to do something, I, I couldn't see any of them standing in your way. They could have, because remember we talked about yeah. it, and, and I actually kept bringing up my mom, because I consider um, some of the sacrifices that she's done. So, you know, at times she can bring out sentiments like, I just want you to say, I just want you guys to send me money whilst I'm sitting, because <laughs> I've worked hard. Yeah. And so sometimes that hurts, um, but then you told me, uh, remember, what, how much more you can take care of them um, if this is to be successful. So um, you, you, your statement was, look at the other side of fear. Um, and there could be more. And genuinely, there is more. Interesting. So let's go to the big idea now. Uh, what was the idea, the one that you started dealing with uh, when you were at the Polytechnic and uh, Harare Institute of uh, Technology with your friends and so forth, which has suddenly gotten you into business? Talk to us about the idea, when it started um, and how you've developed it. What's the idea? Um, the, the banana flower. So mm. we're looking at an alternative to starch, um, how we can, you know, make that market, the food industry. And so because it's not very easy to tell a company to change their formulation and start using a banana flower because it has this much starch, um, we then realistically were looking at how it's used and looking at that's the other markets like the gluten-free uh, the people who have celiac disease and are gluten intolerant. Mm. Mm. And so this is gluten-free, this is resistant starch, and then now we're looking at the health mm. benefits of it and marketing it from that angle, selling it as a household flower. Um, and then uh, we also thought that, you know, this could be made into a porridge, an instant porridge, which we're, we're launching in, in the following months. Mm. Um, but so just for the benefit of uh, the viewers uh, uh, at home, it's green banana flour, gluten-free, resistant starch, and it's already in the market. It's already in the market, yes. Okay. And uh, you're working on uh, porridge? Yes. Talk to us about that. Um, so we're looking at the health benefits. It's quite a long list if you look at the, the mm -hmm. back mm -hmm. of... Um, the, the number of nutrients that the banana has in its green form. Mm. Um, and then, uh, because we, I do a lot of research, especially around World Health Organization and the food trends and FAO, and, the report, and I read a lot of reports from FAO, uh, then we're looking at the 47% the, the um, stunted growth rate in Zimbabwe. Mm -hmm. It's one of the worst in, in the region. Mm. Um, and the prime causes are that um, children from six months onwards don't get good quality micronutrients or vitamins. Your, and so we thought if we could do a blend, because banana, the green banana is very starchy, mm -hmm. if we could make a porridge out of that and um, look at how we can convince uh, 
mothers and parents to feed their child a more wholesome product. Because from the flour, you can make a, a porridge, and okay. a number of people have been using it in that way. We do post recipes on our social media pages. Mm -hmm. um, so people are using this as a porridge. And so we decided to just make an, a more instant porridge where you can just add water instead mm -hmm. of this one, which requires a bit of cooking. Okay. Um, so the standard growth definitely showed that there's a market to be tapped in. And, you know, there are a lot of high sugar porridge that are imported, mm -hmm. which, you know, contain little to non-nutritional value in terms of the richness in micronutrients even in the uh, pro amount of protein that it has and so we're tr really trying to cover that gap we hope we can cover mm -hmm. that gap in the market mm -hmm. and the bananas are locally produced they're locally produced so you don't have a problem in sourcing uh, the bananas to for for for, for processing we, not at all we work with farmers in from Honde Valley on a contractual basis mm -hmm. so it's, um, it's a market contract where we give them a market, they give us bananas, um, and then we pay them at a slightly later date, and, and it continues to rotate like that. So um, so that we maintain a good quality bananas, we, we work very intimately with the farmers. Mm -hmm. We train them in good hygienic practices, because just recently our banana flour also passed the test. Um, National Biotechnology helped us to send samples to South Africa to a company in Cape, based in Cape Town. Um, so it passed the, the tests. So, but like the, the emphasis was that they don't want to see pesticide residues on the skins because they want the full banana flower. Mm. They don't want it peeled. Okay. So they don't want any pesticide residues. So it's, it's important for us to work with our value chain and train them in good agricultural practices so that we don't just demand and never tell them, mm. uh, train them in what exactly we require of mm. them. Mm. Mm. And you also have um, another product, um, boba fruit juice, mawuya, uh, with boba water, milk, uh, sugar. Um, talk to me about this. Okay. Um, so working in the Eastern Highlands, you meet a lot of baobab. And also because we are always researching, we work closely with zip trade as well. Um, baobab is considered a super fruit, um, especially in the export industry. And so COVID came and a lot of people then knew that baobab because of its vitamin C content um, and other nutrients like iron could help in boosting the immune system mm. but it's not a very tasty powder it's not a very tasty food for for a lot of people um and so we decided to value add things that we were seeing along the mm. way uh, and make it into a fruit juice which mm. you can get your all those minerals in the form of a ready to drink juice mm. Mm. and and i mean all this ha has come up because you followed your passion uh, stubbornly and said you're going to set up your company. You now have a company called uh, Food Foodovation, uh, trading as uh, artisanal foods, and you've been running now for 11 months. Mm -hmm. What has been the experience like? I mean, you've just said you're, you're not regretting at all when you look back. Um, what has been the experience like? Uh, it's been a very great but also challenging experience. 
you know, convincing people to mm. stock your product is not easy. Mm-hmm. And so social media has been a great partner <laughs> in that some people, instead of being stocked in a shop, we, we can actually deliver to homes flour that's close to about 800 kgs in a month, which is almost a ton, where people just order through and then you deliver, put for order and then you deliver, even the juice. Mm. So with the juices, people normally take a few to taste. And so we notice that whoever orders a few of the juices mm. will come back and just buy the whole case mm-hmm. because it's that good. Oh, wow. Well done. <laughs> Thank you. Um, and so what we were doing from August was that if you order flour, we give you free juice so that people just get, get to taste. So without being in a lot of shops, we're just in specialty goods stores and then a few farmers markets that happen over the weekend. Um, we have been moving close to a ton of the of the green banana flour, and with the juices because this is a very new product launched only three or so months ago. Um, we've been moving close to about 100, 120 bottles in mm-hmm. a week, mm-hmm. um, which is good for a new product, mm-hmm. and I think we're doing well. And before the lockdown, we had companies that were inquiring, mm-hmm. uh, especially in South Africa, to use the green banana flour, because there are a lot of gluten-free bakeries in South Africa, to use the green banana flour. And we had only sent to baby gluten-free bakery mm-hmm. down in South Africa. That's where we sent um, samples and they liked them. So the experience in terms of learning business has been difficult because I'm a food technologist and sometimes I think like a food technologist instead of like an entrepreneur or sometimes I rush mm-hmm. and I think just because I have an idea we have to do it now um, but there are processes to follow, there are things to learn, things like checks that you start, new words, accounting that you start to bump into and also along the way you lose partners mm. because some people are there for the hey because because they want to be a part of it um but they don't take their time to understand the business or understand where you are mm. and so you lose partners and friends along the way so you're saying in in the business in the process you lose business partners and some some relationships got get broken talk to me about that yes um so um, number one, people have different views on where you should be going. So sometimes you get in a partner who, who may have the capital to get you where you want to be. And so initially, because I was very shy into myself, I, I can let someone go on and on and on about where they want to go. And I will be in disagreement but um, thinking, but I need this capital, and we need to, we need to go. Um, and then I keep quiet. So I'm sort of like, okay, fine, okay, fine. You know, until I, you decide to put your foot down, and that no, this is not what I quite had in mind. So you learn to be stern. You learn to speak out for yourself. You learn to talk. You l- and and then you, because of um, some failed partnerships, you learn to introspect and realize no i'm not a good communicator of the vision and so they thought they could come in and boss around or or, and say things should be going this way uh you you learn people management you learn new worlds you learn to negotiate deals and you acquire a lot of soft skills along the way that you 
might not think you would have needed. You learn to be more confident. Because and you're doing that on your feet. Um, yes. Could I? You, without a, a formal structure, how, how is that experience? Uh, I've, I've, I've been fortunate enough to get some trainings, mm -hmm. um, like from National Biotechnology Authority, through um, the Femme Biobiz, where they accepted a number of female um, entrepreneurs who are in the biosciences. And so they do train you in some of those things, but it's only theory until you get to a point where you need to use that mm. skill. Um, and so also about the formal structure, you know, they told us even if you're the only one doing it yourself, you need to tell yourself, I wear this hat, the sales hat, I wear the food technology hat, I wear this, the marketing hat, I wear so that when one of the hats gets too heavy, you know you need to hire someone. So you slowly then begin to build a structure mm. um, as you go. And you, it requires a lot of flexibility f mm. from you um, and a lot of thinking and a lot of introspection because you, t you take in a lot of negativity and a lot of positivity and you just need to learn mm. how to incorporate the advice that you're getting or what people are saying or reflect on something that would have happened um, in the past. How big is your team now? Um, so we're now two, uh, two permanent employees mm -hmm. and five contracted um, okay. employees comprising of, it's only one guy, <laughs> one male. Okay. Um, the rest are all females. Mm -hmm. Yes. And you've moved from your mom's place. You now have your own uh, setup, factory setup. Yes. Talk to us about that, the technology and, and so forth. Okay. So um, initially we moved from, from home. Um, to close, I, I live in, in Norton, to the Norton industrial area. And then not long enough we got an offer for a bigger space, a bigger factory space, um, which will allow us to also expand products uh, to water bottling, mm -hmm. to production of cordial juices um, and the porridge, mm -hmm. uh, as well as continue with, with these products. So um, we're, we're very excited to move into the, that new and bigger space, mm. which we'll start using on the 1st of October. Mm. You, you, you say that um, you intend to be a pioneer in the food and food processing industry, creating food processing systems of great quality. You, you're clearly on that journey. Um, yes. <laughs> are you happy with the progress so far? Yes, I'm, I'm happy with the progress so far. And um, I'm also quite amazed at the doors that are opened mm. um, once you start. Um, because just recently, as because we were in the top 24 for the go-getters agripreneurship and the only Zimbabwean semi-finalists mm. in, the, in the top 24, um, in the AGRF deal room, which was virtual this year in Rwanda, we got to have a meeting with the Nigerian businessmen who would want to see us expanding to Nigeria, um, value-adding, because he already has a plantain farm, uh, value-adding those plantains and produce and expanding to Nigeria. So it would be a good, it's a good perspective that, um, which is being facilitated, it's a conversation being facilitated to see us expand to Nigeria. And then also we've been working with, a Zimbabwean, a South African company rather, um, helping us to also expand 
into Cape Town, also offering factory space uh, close to the Cape Town port should we then want to export to Europe. So it has opened up a lot of doors. Um, which we, I honestly wouldn't have anticipated because our mark was just to make a, f um, our, our goal was to make a mark in the Zimbabwean food industry. But we, I'm now dreaming global because it's doable um, through partnerships, through dialogue and through being, through conversations with, with other like-minded uh, youths and being exposed and just risking taking yourself out there. Mm. Yes. Are, are you not... Uh being too ambitious too soon? Uh, yes. I, I might sound like a naysayer. No. But these even. are conversations that you and I have had in the background. Yes. Not even. Uh, mm. So it's good to grow yeah. at a very natural rate also. Okay. Um, otherwise, it gets a little too much to, um, to chew. But ambition is good. You have to... Uh, stealing from Wusi, yes. you have to be patient to start small whilst th th thinking big, or else you won't get because mm. you can't go somewhere you haven't imagined. Mm. Mm. I, I know that um, you are hungry for knowledge, you read a lot, um, that must have helped. Yes, and I know that you're also adventurous in looking for opportunities for uh, funding. Uh, and, and, and marketing and so forth. How is that going? I mean, are you now t telling us about the opportunities opening up in Cape Town uh, when you thought you would make a mark in Zim. You're now making a mark almost in the region already. Yes. Um, <clears throat> so basically we try and research as much as possible as to the opportunities that may be open in terms of funding and even strategic partnerships um, so that we do grow. And books, like you said, have been a great part of helping mm. us um, uh, because sometimes you can't get all those people who've made it to mentor you, so you can only read. Mm. Um, and one of those books that I've read regarding business is Rework mm -hmm. by Jason Fried and his partner, David, um, about thinking differently as an entrepreneur. Um, and he's, he says, you know, they, they're he challenges a lot of things that we we hear that are romanticized about entrepreneurship. So he in the book they such they ask questions like why grow? Mm. You know, why grow too soon if if you're doing okay where you where you are, sometimes you just need to perfect um the state in which you are, which makes you question, you know, a lot of impatience by a lot of people to grow too soon, uh too big too soon. Um, and also, you know, he talks about things like saying no mm. as a default setting. Your default setting should be no. Mm. Because uh, the, the, out of all the opportunities that I've mentioned, these are just some of mm. the offers that I've mm. gotten. Not all. Mm. There are too many as you go. It's just the minute you start your journey, mm. you can the number of people that come knocking, offering money or offering this. So you have to learn to discern which and and for me discernment has been through values i now have learned to look at a person's individual values do they match with mine and if they don't then i'm sorry we can't mm. take your money mm -hmm. and we can't take your opportunity so you're turning money away already yes wow yeah you can't take all of it um some of it comes with conditions that you can't handle and uh even the individual who's bringing the money um their their values when they don't match with yours you 
you might lose yourself in the business. Mm. Um, you might lose direction. And also, you know, you need to preserve your integrity a lot. Uh, and some people are willing to cut corners just because they have money and you should listen to them. And I, I definitely don't want to cut corners. We want to do this so that we are not faulted as to how we grew. And so that we're also a story to uh, for other young people to learn from w how we did it. Mm -hmm. So you're very clear on your mission, uh, the vision that you have, mm -hmm. and you're clear on the values, the partnerships that you're going to have. Yes, uh, which we never we never used to be crystal clear until you go through it and then you realize that this is this you can't take this we can take and mm. this is mm. i think this is where we want to go mm. so initially it's never really crystal clear but we definitely now um are seeking to grow to be a large um food uh, manufacturing company in the region in starting with the Sadak region and then going to to the rest of uh, africa and also just to empower humans through food, like we are empowering the farmers that we work with. Um, because they experience, for example, the farmers, a lot of middlemen who come and shortchange them um, regarding the pricing for purchase of their bananas. Um, and also they experience people who tell them that they're going to export their products and then they never show up again. Mm. So. Um, we're very clear about about our mission and and how ex what exactly we want to do. Mm. So, so just be clear on this. How much did you start the business with? Do you remember? It was my salary for. Mm. It was my salary for four months. Four months savings. Yes. So you saved your salary to be able to start this business. Yes, not buying new clothes. Uh, you know, I, I basically look like someone who wasn't working. <laughs> yes, but it, it was, I did save myself. I don't remember the RTGS value mm -hmm. then, mm -hmm. yeah. But it was four months worth of salary, and then the rest started just feeding into the things that we needed. Mm. And, and now you have money coming towards you, and you're turning away some of that money. Mm -hmm. <laughs> what, what do you say to a young person watching you right now who says things are tough? There are no opportunities. Um, there's no money to start businesses. Well, what, what's your response to that? Well, it's true that um, things are tough. But I think you have to start where you can start. So even if you, for example, if you don't have the opportunity to be employed and then save a salary, you can start where you can start. Which You can sell tomatoes even if it's not the final business that you want to do. Uh, because no one is going to say hey, uh, we're giving away money to youths. Even the comp all the competitions that we've entered require you to be at a certain level because there needs to be, uh, as an, if you have an entrepreneurial mind, um, you need to look at how you can get there. Look at the ways that you can get where you want to get to. Um, look at how you can save, where you can borrow, or what you can sell. There's always things that you can do. You know, there are businesses that a lot of females in Zimbabwe are doing, which don't even require you to have capital, like selling Avon, mm. for example. 
you get your order and then people pay you in advance and then you tell them you, you can deliver in a week. Mm. That's, those are things that you can do if you really are determined about getting to where you want to go. Mm. You talk about competitions uh, uh, and you've, you have done, you've gone into some of these and because you have already created uh, a pedigree and a brand of yourself somehow, somewhat, you've been able to make a mark there. For instance, the, uh, you were accepted for the Women in Bio uh, sciences business business program in 2019. Talk to me about that. Um, from the National Biotechnology Authority of Zimbabwe and NEPAD, um, that's a, that's a big one. E yes. Um, so they accepted 100 females, I should think, if mm. if I remember well, and we made it up to the finals. Up to the finals, we were 15. Mm -hmm. So unfortunately, I didn't win any prize from there. But they did connect me and facilitate conversations with this uh, company in Cape Town, which I... So it opened doors it, for you. It's definitely opened doors. And it brought a lot of training in terms of um, those soft skills that I was talking about. Uh, apart from the training, networking. Because the, the ladies that I met there are like my, my primary network now. They are people I go to for advice and... We meet and we, sh we even share where we're stocking um, similar goods. Um, like one of my, my friends, Tracy, we always exchange. She says, oh, I got into this new shop. You should call her too. Then I do the same. Uh, we always share experiences about, you know, where, where to get packaging for, especially for an, an SME that can't afford 60,000 units of packaging because maybe that's that's my work that's all of my working capital mm. and so we always exchange information so it's open doors in terms of networks and in terms of um uh growth mm. and also s business skills that are essential for anyone to have mm -hmm. and then you also uh, were accepted to the frederick stiftung zimbabwe youth leadership training in 2018 that that helped you uh-huh mm. uh and you weren't hunting for that they didn't come for you did they no, no, I won't hunt for <laughs> uh, my, my aunt actually sent me and she said, you should try apply for this one. And so with that one, they don't accept you unless you're doing something um, in your community, at your school. Um, and then I was in the, um, uh, I was a school representative for the School of Industrial Sciences and Technology in the SRC committee. And so I just shared my experiences about how we did that and how I then helped facilitate um, the then president of the SRC to win. Because I just, I felt like he had good ideas and mm. I knew people and I could connect him. And, the, and that's just how it happened. And so that was a great leadership um, training, training in terms of global issues, thinking outside of Zimbabwe and just thinking that there's more beyond where you are right now, it's opened my mind up. Mm. That's a great leadership training for anyone. Mm. And, and then you won yourself 2,500 US dollars yes. prize money by participating in the, um, um, the International Labour Organization um, Entrepreneurship Competition. Talk to me about that one. Yes, uh, that, that was called the, the, green, the green Enterprise by by ILO. Mm. Um, I applied for that one. Um, it was basically seeking for businesses that, green businesses, mm. 
which uh, comply with some of the SDGs in terms of sustainability and um, ending hunger, or it was op not only open to the f to the food industry, but recycling, solar, whatever you could do. And so um, we applied for that. We did a few trainings. Um, they trained us in what a what's the expe the expectations for you of of your business and what a green green business should do. Um, and then we went on to pitching. So you had to pitch in front of a panel of judges, quite experienced judges or executives mm. or entrepreneurs. Um, you do a three-minute pitch about your business mm. um, and also how you would use the money. And then we pitched. I pitched the business and they asked a few questions. It was quite... Instead of being a pitch, I thought I would be scared. I realized I was talking about something I'm so passionate about that it ended up being a conversation. So I actually, yeah, it was, it was a good pitch. It was one of the best pitches that I'd done. What, what, what's the biggest challenge for you right now? Working capital mm -hmm. and a team and, a, and building a team. Mm -hmm. I think um, because I've just ab adopted a values approach to recruiting of a team, mm. which, which wasn't something that I was doing all along. Because like I said, you get offers. I really want to help you or, you know, I think I, think I can just do this for you for free or, and then you don't, because you are desperate to get help, you mm. take any help that comes your way. So building a team is mm. number one mm. of, of those challenges. Uh, building a, a team of like-minded people. Mm. Uh, a team, someone who can wear your dress when you're not there because they understand your vision. And mm. that's all, the onus is on me also to communicate my vision mm. for the organization. Mm. Um, and working capital mm. has been a challenge in, term, in that um, as a new business, you don't get paid as soon as you think you're going to be paid. Um, sometimes because the product is not moving as fast as you anticipated, but sometimes it is moving fast. But the retailer just will not pay you. Um, so those, I think, are the two main challenges that I've be, I've faced. But we do try. Mm. And um, when when you look at what you've been able to achieve right now, and when you step back or when you go to sleep because naysayers are depressing you, uh, how do you explain the success that you've been able to? to achieve right now? I think sometimes I'm a little too hard on myself. So sometimes I go to sleep and I think, like, I, 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 it's very few times that I look back and I'm like, oh my God, this is where we, this is how, how far we came. I normally look at that month, how come we didn't move a ton in that mm. month? Oh, it's so, it's very few times that I'm like, oh, this is so wonderful. So and you're never satisfied with uh, where you are? No, not yet. Mm -hmm. uh, not yet. It's still, it's still a baby, mm. <laughs> so I think yeah. Always, I'm always looking at how what's the next best thing that we can do. Mm. How can we grow um, our reach and become better? Of course, I'm proud of the things that I've done, but I think it's very few times that I'm like, oh my god, look mm. at mm. yeah. Mm. It's very few times, but I I do appreciate how far we've came. I wouldn't have imagined. Mm. And um, how do you explain that success? I mean, you are, you are hard on yourself. How else, how, how do you explain the fact that you've been able to notch, I mean, come up with these products, 
how to explain that. Oh, okay. I was I was thinking about that last mm. week, mm. and then I was I was I was just looking back because I, I I now I write things that would have happened during the day. So I was you, thinking. You keep a journal. I keep a journal. Mm. So I was thinking, oh my god, I've met this person and this, and they're no longer in my life. Um, should I call them fake friends? No. Mm. Um, should I say they were never? No. So I I think God places angels. So to speak, that's what I call them. Mm. For that particular time, and when they when when what they came for in your life is done, you move on. So I think I can explain it saying it's God, who places people for a particular reason in your life at that time, and then you move on. So you don't have. I was looking back at these people and thinking, but how come I, we never talk anymore? Because they helped me with. Mm. Um, it's it's this God who would have done that to get you to a certain stage, and that's that. You know, you don't have to look back um, because you keep sending a lot of people to you. We keep meeting people who, out of the blue, will give you a very good opportunities or very good suggestions. And yeah, honestly, to sum it up, I think it's God. Mm. Yeah. What, what, what I know you're tough on yourself, but when you look five years, ten years from now, in terms of achievement, what is it that would make you happy in terms of goals? What will you have achieved in five, ten years' time that would make you happy, as tough as you are on yourself? Uh, impact. Impact mm -hmm. and revenue. Okay. But uh, impact, we, we, in the next five years, you know, I really hope that we would be employing at least, at least 50 people. Mm -hmm. Um, in the factory, not only in Zimbabwe, mm -hmm. but we would have also grown regionally and exp uh, be exporting mm -hmm. um, a lot of our produce, um, not only regionally, uh, even to Europe. Mm -hmm. uh, this I say because also we were accepted for the Food for Export Masterclass 2020 by Zimbabwe Agricultural Development Trust, Simtrade, mm. Netherlands and Hivos, where they are training 15 females in what they're capacitating us for export. So you know, I wouldn't have applied for that had I not seen that, you know, in the next five years, we really want to be exporters, mm. um, international exporters of, of our products. So your quality is already to us that that market. Yes, um, we make sure our products are tested before they are on the shelves. Mm. Let's move on now to the books section, which is the Trevor Book Club. Um, if you could share with us uh, the three or so books that you've read that have made an impact. I mean, you clearly read quite a lot. Um, apart from the journals and uh, uh, scientific books around food processing and food manufacturing, what books have you read that have made an impact that you recommend to your generation and others to read? Uh, well, the first one I already mentioned it, which yeah. is Rework mm -hmm. uh, by Jason Fried. It's just a new radical way of thinking as an entrepreneur. Um, and the suggestions are so realistic because they did it in their business. Um, and then there is a feminist manifesto by by Chimamanda, the dear Ijiawale. I hope I say it right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Ijiawale. Um, 
because as a female generally apart even in business you know there are challenges that are uniquely female mm. that are there because of how people are raised um how the difference between how males and females are raised so you know even some suggestions that she has in in the book she has 15 suggestions um my favorite is to reject like ability mm-hmm. because sometimes you know a person is saying something that doesn't really co uh integrate with your values or who you are but because as a female we're taught to be nice and to be feminine which is soft you let them go on yet they're doing things that because you want to be liked so to reject like ability and to stand for who you are and to be stern i i definitely recommend that to any this is a small uh, okay yes. love it love yes. it yeah and the third book um it's by florence scovelshin called the game of life and how to play it mm-hmm. so it's a very old book Well, uh, she was a metaphysicist in her her time. So she like, sort of writes a book about Christianity and also how it comes together with metaphysics and how you know you can use the laws of attraction to your advantage and take out negativity from your spirit. It's a, it's a Christian um oriented mm. book which I recommend for Christians or but it's, it's uh or anyone who is an unbeliever <laughs> because it's very it's an easy to follow guide mm. and and I always go back to it almost daily because someone could make you very angry and I'm thinking how does she say negativity will affect me again and I like go back to it and I'm yeah. like okay no I should always keep my spirits high and and try to have entertain only positive thoughts Yeah. So books and reading does shape you quite a lot, eh? A lot, yes. Mm-hmm. Um I I tend to sense that you have a strong message for your generation. Do you have a strong message for your generation? And if you do, do you want to uh, look at that camera and address your generation in terms of uh, your journey and and um the challenges and victories that you've had? Okay. Um to the people in my generation, I think we should be bold enough to make our mark in the industry uh not step back and let older people like Trevor <laughs> uh yeah take overtake um us in terms of thinking in terms of innovativeness because this is our time and the future is ours to really just go out there and try just try you will fail it happens along the way but to just try and mark put a mark in the universe or at least in Zimbabwe. Yeah. Wow, wonderful message. I am so proud of you. Um you are you know you've grown so much over the past uh, two years. You're so different from the young lady who work, walked into my office. Uh, uh you've ch- achieved so much over a very short space of time. So uh could I I wish you the best. I I see a uh, huge um food process processing empire in the region on the continent that I see you heading that uh I wish you the best continue to be hungry for knowledge continue to have values directing everything that you do and thank you so much for finding the time to come to in conversation I know I know you're a bit uh, not so sure but uh, you've absolutely been amazing and think uh, uh you've inspired your, your generation so thank you so much for coming allow me to tend to our viewers on the continent um 
all across the world in the, and in the diaspora. Uh, thank you so much for watching uh, In Conversation with Trevor. Remember, In Conversation with Trevor is a weekly show. And we thank you for uh, continuing to watch, to like, and to share uh, the, uh, the, the, the conversations. For you to make sure that you don't miss out on these college conversations, we invite you to click on this red subscribe button. Um, and then you'll get notification every time we have these quality conversations. We also have started podcasts. And if you scroll down after the videos, you will find links uh, that direct you to the podcast. Thank you for supporting these quality conversations. Until next time, cheers to you all.